Oh, yes, indeed. With the Martin guitar in my hands and a cup of tea staring out at the dark, wintry scenario of the Outer Banks of North Carolina. Episode number 82 of the Honeycut Scenario, a special happy hour session because I uh, just didn't get around getting around to doing the morning session. And I really wanted to do a second podcast this week. Uh, it was a not a come down off the 930 Club from last week, but just a readjustment because there's a lot going on, a lot of great projects coming up. Uh, as I mentioned, so 930 Club last weekend was awesome, totally sold out. We had a blast on stage. Uh, amazing to see some old compadres, Randy Chen, Ryan Nichols, Nick Bosky, Heather Gallagher, Tracy. God, I'm forgetting people. Chris, Ben, and people who are doing really cool shit, too. So that's amazing to see your friends grow up and do cool stuff. And I was just blessed to have those people in the house. Um, let's see. Next week, heading to Denver with my buddy Mark. Uh, we are working with a team of technology people, about a team of about 50, who work with each other around the world. And we are using a few different consulting tools and some music tools to build team cohesion, build interpersonal trust, find better ways of working together. And I'm psyched about that because it's like all about finding the commonality through music. So, speaking of the commonality through music, uh, I had a conversation last night with a guy named Mike Savage. Uh, Mike is, works for a company called Feed Media Group, and what they do is they do a lots of uh, curation of playlists for brands, and they do stuff in the exercise world. And they've gotten really huge in the last handful of years, and my buddy Kevin King connected me because Kevin used to work for them, and Kevin's a great connector in the music and technology world. And uh, Mike, is, those guys are working on you know curating playlists and looking for different types of music. So we talked for about an hour, and uh, we were talking about the types of music he was looking at. And one of the things he was joking about, he said, hey, I have plenty of down-tempo jazzy stuff. And in the back of my mind, I, I laughed. I was like, well, of course, because the headquarters of the company is in San Francisco. So, of course, you're going to have a ton of down-tempo, jazzy stuff coming out of the Frisco area. San Francisco. Sorry, I shouldn't call it Frisco. That's not cool. And he said, yeah, you know, I dare say that, you know, maybe, you know, I don't, I don't want to say the word, but like some trip hop. And my mind just exploded when he said trip hop because I haven't heard that term in forever. And any of you who was a child uh, who came of age in the 90s, and my, my band was on tour all through the 90s, knows what trip-hop is, right? And what a great genre of music when it's done correctly. And I immediately thought about the group Forest for the Trees. And so I started to talk to Mike about it, and we just did a, a deep dive on it, Um and I got fascinated with Forest for the Trees because I was listening to, I was really starting to explore electronic music. And I actually started that in the late 80s and early 90s, listening to kind of house music and stuff. But I started to explore electronic music. And what was interesting, it was, you know, we were starting as a band, uh, the band Everything. 93, 94, we started to use email lists. Uh, 1995, we did one of the very first interactive uh 
broadcasts uh, using the internet in the world. So we used software out of Cornell called CUCME. We leveraged it through the giant computer system, the VAX system at James Madison University. We did a show at Wilson Hall in front of like 1,200 people. We had screens on stage. We had people watching like in dorm rooms and houses who had access to this 15 frames per second video conferencing software called CUCME. We had people watching from an internet cafe in London, and uh, it was really powerful, super interesting early technology. We were doing downloads in like 1997. So we used the technology that was happening. And technology and music is really interconnected. So one of the reasons why we're going to Denver is because a lot of people who work in technology are also music people. It makes sense, right? Notes, math, vibration, technique. Um, but as I was you know, talking about trip hop and forest for the trees, I was really thinking about this era of explosion of music and technology. So what's interesting about Forest for the Trees is it's a project by a producer named Carl Stevenson. Uh, Carl Stevenson was a youngster who was a genius, and he actually spent a few, I think part of his early youth was in Maryland, and the rest was up in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, But he was one of the people who started producing the Ghetto Boys, which is a group out of Houston, which was uh, kind of brought into being by uh, Jay Prince, who is a rap mogul, who actually has an interesting book called The Art and Science of Respect. Uh, and that's a whole other podcast, but a very interesting person and very powerful in the hip hop industry and really kind of brought the Houston scene on the in, into the world. And so the Ghetto Boys were kind of the first real big group out of there. And this little youngster out of Washington, Carl Stevenson, uh, produced some of their early stuff. And then he found himself... Uh, as the roommate to young Beck and he co-wrote and co-produced loser the album or the song that catapulted Beck into superstardom. So Beck went on to become a superstar and Carl Stevenson got identified as being a very cutting edge, badass producer. So he got a really big record deal uh, and started to work on this record under the name forest for the trees. And it took him a while to do this. And as he was working on the record, And you'll have to check my facts, but this is what I know because there's not a lot of information out there about him. Um, He started to break down uh, mentally. And by the time the record was done, because it took a while, it's a pretty wild record. Um, It came out and he wasn't really in any condition to promote it. The label's probably like, hey, yeah, this guy's not well And the album came out, and the song Dream went to radio, and you probably heard the song if you were in the 90s. Uh, Trip-hop song, uh, he was great at hip-hop beats, using the uh, MPC. Uh, He used lots of different samples, like, like, and playing, and, like, bagpipes, and singers, and sitars, and... Lots of like kind of building on like sort of psychedelic technology that happened sort of in the the 60s with the Beatles and Jimi Hendrix and all that stuff. But he was taking that stuff at a faster clip and using more sound design over top of sampled and played beats with songwriting and kind of like, it's hard to say, but it's almost like the beginning of like metaphysical mayhem that was coming out of early technology and the openness of the new internet in the mid 90s. And it's interesting because going back and listening last night, you can hear the sound of technology starting to increase. And when his production style, you can hear somebody who's starting to look into the wormhole. 
And it's interesting because as technology has gotten more and more and more, and you see people like with conspiracy theories, uh, like going through their heads and people having mental health issues because you can just get lost inside of your techno world. And it's interesting that this young, sensitive producer had this kind of a trip hop masterwork that came out and went nowhere because he couldn't do the business, which is be consistent, go on the road, do the promotion, all that stuff. That's not easy. Um, but what a sensitive artist. And then he just vanished. And like, you can't download his stuff. If you look for forest for the trees on Spotify, it's like a totally different band. It's like somebody just came up with a new band. You can't stream the album. You can find it on YouTube that somebody ripped and put up there. You can't really find any articles about Carl Stevenson. His Wikipedia is like tiny. Um, and uh, my buddy Mike sent a uh, link to an article uh, talking about uh, Carl Stevenson's parents who have uh, really leaned into the mental health space because apparently Carl, young Carl Stevenson has been battling like serious mental health issues that has like really sidelined him in the – kind of normal world that we would be living in, you and I, you know, within bounds, we're normal. Uh, and so I've always loved the music of Carl Stevenson and always wondered what happened to him. And I always just felt that he probably, it was too much for him and he has struggled with things. And I've always wanted to send him some prayers and compassion because uh, what incredible music this young man did. And... It's fascinating to listen to the album because you can hear the sound of somebody going too far. Um, so that's that. The sound of technology, the, the new sound of the internet in the mid-90s. It's going to be synergistic. Um, I have taken the liberty of pulling the audio off of YouTube because you can't find it anywhere. And I'm going to paste it on to the end of this podcast. And you can hear the track from the mid-90s called Dream, which is a trip-hop masterpiece. And uh, I just wanted to get it back out in the world to celebrate the genius of this sensitive soul, to give props to his parents for having compassion and, and leading the way on mental wellness. Uh, I will put some links in the notes section with links to the YouTube uh, as well as the links to the article about Carl Stevenson's parents and, and what they've been doing with him. So on that note, I'm going to play this song right now called Dream by Forest for the Trees. Be good to yourself. I'm the first person, you're the second person Earlier today I was in the third person I'm the first person, you're the second person Earlier today I was in the third person I'm the first person, you're the second person Earlier today I was in the third person Stop person, start the person
Life is but a dream.